What's up, everyone? Welcome to the American Nomad Podcast for Friday, June 25th, 2021. I want to apologize. We're a little bit late today. Uh, had some, there were some technical issues going on with the streaming software, so threw things a little bit late. I was actually modding a room on, uh, I was actually modding a room on Clubhouse uh, that has to do with the topic of the show, so I ended up staying in that room uh, for a while longer, so we're starting an hour late. Looks like the software's all up and running, so uh, everything's good here, I do believe, hopefully, and uh, we're going to be getting into the show and getting into the topic of what is the future of Clubhouse. I know most of my listeners aren't on Clubhouse, but it's a hot topic right now, and uh, a vanilla one I think I can cover. So without further ado, uh, let's hit the intro. All right, guys. Welcome. I apologize for uh, the delay for today. Hey, Random Stacker. Good to see you in here, man. I didn't know if you were going to make it back or not. I just got in, saw your message from 725. So hopefully you're off work and can uh, hang out for a little while. Uh, man, I tried to do something nice for you, dude, and send you that freaking headset. And that's, you know, that's my luck, man. Anytime I try to do something nice, it just bites me right in the butt. Uh, all the crap I went through after my printer didn't work and trying to get that thing to the post office. And then it ended up, I typed your address into the machine and then it wouldn't take the address. It kept telling me invalid address and it gave me like three choices. I had like five people behind me waiting to use the machine. So I was freaking out a little bit and just evidently hit the wrong button for the wrong address. And so that headset went into oblivion, I guess. Uh, yeah. Unbelievable. Is what it is, though, I guess. This wasn't meant to be. Awesome, Random Stacker. You're done with uh, work? Trap Man. What's up, stranger? Good to see you, man. Hadn't seen you in a while. How's the music? I got a background track I've loaded in, and I don't know if it's too loud with my vocals, or is it is it too loud? Because I can adjust it a little bit if it's too loud. Oh, good, bro. Maybe it will come back to you. Yeah, I'm hoping so. Not sure. We'll see. I think probably the best uh, thing would be to get a hold of the post office and see if they can find it where they delivered it. But I have, I don't have very big hope for it ever coming back. Oh, you can't even hear it? Oh, that's weird. You guys don't hear uh, any backing music? That's weird. Because uh, I actually forgot to do the the little in, Welcome my little to intro. the American Nomad podcast, hosted by the legend himself, or as I refer to him, the legend in his own mind, Rav Holly. Did you guys just hear the intro? I just played the intro. Did anybody hear that? <laughs> oh, that's the way it always goes, man. Heard a little bit of music just now, but no, I haven't. Wow, that's. Let me see what's going on here. It's always something, man. I swear to God. I go through all this crap to get this stuff set up so it'll work, and then it just don't work. Yeah, it shows uh, everything shows, you know, everything, all the settings are correct, so I don't know. Don't know why you're not hearing it. I'm not running through OBS, so it's not an OBS setting, so it's kind of weird. Let me see if I can turn it back on louder. Maybe you guys can hear it. 
So there's a backing track of music playing right now in my in my headphones. You guys don't hear any any music? And now I'm fading the music out. And there goes the music. Oh, you did hear it. Okay, so I just had it turned down too low. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, you had it, but now it's a little too loud, distorted. Oh, I just turned it all the way down. Hmm, that's so weird. I need to get the, I'm looking at getting a stream, uh, a Go XLR uh, and getting, stop using this damn mixer because uh, for streaming, it just doesn't work very well. This Zoom L8 that's from Zoom that's supposed to be, you know, the podcaster's best friend. It just, it maybe for a podcast, just doesn't work very well for streaming. I mean, it works if you want to have continuous problems out of it. But then, you know, my luck, I'll get, I'll invest $200 in a Go, a Go XLR Mini and still have the same problems, knowing my luck. Yeah, you had it, but now it's a little too loud. Yeah, because I turned it up because I thought it was not working. So I'll have to find a happy medium there where you can hear it and it's not too loud. It's funny because when I first started this podcast back in the day out in Joshua Tree, uh, when it was my photography podcast, I never had any of these issues. Never. It just, everything just worked. I mean, I just, I just did it. It worked. Everything worked. I didn't do video though. I just did the audio podcast and then you turned it down. Now I don't hear it. Yeah, it's off now. I faded it out. I'll fade it back on so you guys can hear me. Tell me when it sounds like it's not too loud and it sounds good. It's on coming on now. <laughs> there you go. Random stacker. So I've got the backing track on now. You guys should be able to hear it. It's a little loud for me. Can you guys hear the music now? Hmm. Oh, you hear it good? Sweet. Perfect. So is my voice loud enough? Oh, loud and clear? Is my voice, is the music too loud for my voice or is it pretty evenly matched? Because I'll mark that spot on my mixer so I know where to put the volume. And so now I'm going to click the button and it should fade out very nicely fade out. So now it's fading out and there goes the backing track. That's all brand new. I just got it working on my stream deck. So still tweaking it. Anyway, I wanted to talk a little bit about the social media app, the, the audio app, a little bit clubhouse um, that I kind of got off of about two and a half, three months ago. If you haven't heard, there's a new app that's a direct competitor uh, that's called uh, Green Room that's actually developed by Spotify. It was a standalone app. Uh, it was a standalone app that, uh, that Spotify bought that was called Locker Room, which was like a sports talk for people to talk about sports, or it mostly was the NBA. Spotify bought it. Uh, did some tweaking to it, rebranded it, and calls it Green Room. And it's basically a direct competitor of Clubhouse. And uh, we today were having a big, long discussion about the future of Clubhouse. And uh, it was pr a pretty derogatory, um, it was a pretty derogatory conversation for the simple fact is a lot of us uh, put in a lot of time to build a following on Clubhouse. Uh, 
And we just don't feel like we've ever been rewarded for all of the time. We feel like it's just been wasted time because we felt like they were going to come up with some kind of uh, influencer or creator program or something like Spotify just released Green Room. They've already got an application for you to sign up as a creator, which means you will be able to monetize like a podcast or your following or something and earn some money. That's what we're all trying to do with a side hustle. And we basically felt like Clubhouse just kind of pissed on us, to be honest. Uh, you know, let me see if my buzzer's working. They pissed on us. Um, so, you know, a lot of people, a lot of creators, a lot of people with a lar- lar- lot larger followings than me, they are pretty, uh, they have a pretty bad taste in their mouth about Clubhouse. And my, the bad taste for me is I figured it out. I'm not one of the ones still, uh, you know, beating that drum on how great Clubhouse was. I figured it out about two and a half, three months ago. I had a light bulb moment going, they're not going to do anything with this app because there was a whole lot of problems and there was a lot of drama that popped up and a lot of issues that come up. And I know the owners and the developers were contacted and there was some minor tweaking they could have done that would have fixed a lot of those issues that was causing the drama. They didn't do anything. They haven't done anything till today. Those same underlying issues are still on Clubhouse. Now, Green Room or Spotify launched green room and some of those underlying issues that caused the problems on clubhouse when spotify launched a green room it already has different it's got different uh it is um, almost identical to clubhouse but there's different things uh the way that it works that don't cause the same type of problems that you have on clubhouse so uh it's amazing you know in in a week uh, I think since Green Room launched, they've already done four updates to the app. And for them to do an update on Clubhouse took forever. So, uh, pissed isn't a beep toward, <laughs> right? It's random stacker. It'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, if Clubhouse survives. And that's basically what we're talking about today in a room on Clubhouse. Now, the room on Clubhouse, I was just in there not long ago, top moderator on the top and there was over 200 people in the room. So there's still people on clubhouse, but it's going to be interesting to see uh, since all of these other social media apps. So if you don't know, Spotify released green room a week ago, yesterday, like three days ago, Twitter released a thing called Twitter spaces, I believe is what it's called. So now Twitter has its own audio app built directly into Twitter. So you can do basically the same thing you can do on clubhouse. You can now do on Twitter. And then yesterday, Facebook started rolling out. I'm banned on Facebook. So I haven't even been able to check it out. Um, banned for 30 days. I still have like 24 days to go, I guess, but Facebook rolled out their audio app. Uh, that's going to be a competitor of club room. That's called, I think it's called Facebook rooms. So if you're not familiar with clubhouse, which was invite only, that was another thing you kind of, they wanted to make you feel like, I guess, special, or you had to be somebody to actually get on clubhouse. Cause somebody had to send you a, a special invite. So you could sign up. You couldn't just go to clubhouse and get on clubhouse. Uh, existing member had to get you an invite so you could sign up. So it made it very exclusive and, you know, you had a lot of people that thought they were somebody on the app and 
And with Spotify, when they release the Green Room, anybody can get on there. You guys can go down the Green Room right now at the in the App Store, the Google Play Store, or the Apple App Store. Download it right now, and you'll be on Green Room within five or ten minutes. If you want to know what Clubhouse is all about, you can go download Green Room and get an idea of what Clubhouse is about. It's a great concept as far as audio, because I love audio. I do audio here. When this podcast is done with the video part of it, I'll download the audio file right here from StreamYard, and then I upload it to Red Circle, which is the pod, my podcast host, and it gets blasted out into the podcast atmosphere to Apple iTunes and you know Stitcher Radio and Spotify and you know Google Play or Google I remember what Google's name and even Amazon, uh, Amazon podcast. It goes to all of those. So I think audio is still where it's at. I think audio is the, probably the future of social media. Uh, it's very addicting when you get on these audio apps and there's a lot of interesting people in there talking about a lot of interesting things. You just get hooked, man. And you can sit there for hours on end just listening to the conversation, not realizing that you're burning up hours and hours and hours, basically just sitting there listening to conversation. Random Nomad says, I got to go outside or in my garage now. I guess the smell is seeping into my neighbor's houses. Oh, for your smoke? Tony, that makes me think out the, what's your name, big going around on TikTok? <coughs> you mean Paul Barger on TikTok? It's weird. Sometimes YouTube changes my word when I send, when I click send, huh? Tone, not Tony. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, the, the uh, auto, the auto correct feature. I have that problem too. Every time I type, uh, every time I type, it uh, makes it duck, D-U-C-K. And I'm like, I'm like, not, it's not duck, it's. Anyway, so it'll be interesting to uh, see what happens with Clubhouse over time. Um, I just don't have a lot of hope for the app actually lasting and it's kind of sad because i've made some really great connections on there i think the apple i think it'll be around i don't think it's going to just you know i don't think it's going to myspace and die out completely but i think it's going to be more like snapchat compared to like instagram stories where it's kind of like an afterthought and it's just a small group of the original members that you know basically still use it you know, I'll jump on there from time to time, probably just to kind of see what's happened to it and what's going on. But I have a lot of hope for Spotify and Green Room because, you know, Spotify are catering to their, their, they're pushing their uh, podcasts because they host podcasts on Spotify. So I'm really hoping that they make it a way for us podcasters to really be able to promote our podcast on Green Room, because that's one of the hardest things to do is to actually get people to follow and actually find your podcast and listen to your podcast. So I'm hoping we're able to monetize our podcast through Spotify. I don't know what's going on, man. Last week when I did the podcast, I had a freaking gnat flying around my head. I haven't done the podcast in a week or, or, or since the other night, uh, Wednesday. And I've been sitting in this chair on my office all day, not no gnat. And as soon as I start the podcast, the same gnat that was here Wednesday is now flying around my head again. I'm losing my mind. Uh, 
it's like my it's like it's like the gods sometimes are against me it's like somebody's trying to sabotage somebody doesn't want me doing this podcast sometimes i get the feeling like the you know there's like the i don't know there's like a ghost in the building or something somebody doesn't want me doing this podcast and continuously i'm getting like wrenches thrown in my wheel whether it's you know some audio setting that won't work or this freaking gnat that just magically appears when i'm doing the podcast <laughs> Anyway, guys, I want to say really quick for uh, those of you that are just listening through the audio that I do broadcast this podcast live, usually Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 7 p.m. Pacific Central Time. If you actually want to watch the podcast sometimes, or you can watch the playback uh, on YouTube, uh, it is loaded to YouTube. So if you will go to the American Nomad uh, podcast channel, you can watch the podcast. If you're just listening, I appreciate it. Uh, and thanks for tuning in for just the audio version. Sometimes I forget, you you know, a lot of people download this thing for just the audio. I always freak out when, because the audio for me, because I'm always concentrating on the video part of this podcast, because that's what I'm doing is broadcasting live. So I always kind of, you know, put the, the audio version out there just kind of as an afterthought. I don't really think much about it. And then I will go look at the downloads and I'm like, holy, that's a lot of downloads. I can't believe that many people's listening. So... When I got off of Podbean and went to Red Circle maybe four or five months ago, I mean, there's several thousand downloads for the podcast. I just figure, I mean, it's just, I always just feel like nobody's listening to the actual audio podcast. So it always blows my mind when I actually look at the, the algorithm or the uh, analytics for the actual downloads. Uh, but it's still not enough to get monetized. Uh, I moved to Red Circle because they actually have a monetization that Podbean never had. Of course, as soon as I moved, the podcast to red circle now pod being offers the uh you know the monetization as well if you hit the right numbers but i've never hit those numbers i think it's 500 downloads per episode or something like that which i'm still way off from those numbers but anyway, I think that'll do it. We're 18 minutes in, almost 20 minutes in. So I think that'll do it for Clubhouse because I don't think you guys, uh, Random Nomad or Travman, know much about Clubhouse. But uh, I think you will because the audio apps, like I said, Facebook's launching theirs. Twitter just lost, launched theirs. You got Spotify with theirs now. Oh, and even Discord. I don't know if you guys have heard of Discord or know anything about Discord. Discord just launched their audio app. So they're going to... It, audio apps are going to be, if you if you haven't heard of them, if you haven't used them, you will very shortly because everybody, all the big players now are in the field, and they're gonna ha they have their own version. Which Clubhouse is, you know, I got on Clubhouse February first, so Clubhouse has been around for quite some time. I guess a year now. I, you have heard of Discord, Random Nomad, yeah. So you'll you'll hear more about the. Uh, you know, you're going to hear a lot more about these audio apps in the future. And I, I imagine probably some of you'll try them out and check them out and see how they work. And Travman says, yep, heard of it. Don't use it very often. Only a couple of times on Discord with a couple of friends. Gotcha. Yeah, a lot of gamers. Discord, you know, is pretty much originated for gamers, you know, but it's kind of like a. It's got, it's had audio on it. You could talk through like a microphone on Discord for some time, but now they've actually got this new audio feature. I actually also, I almost, uh, I was going to name this video this uh, topic, but then I got to looking into it on YouTube and 
had a pretty good idea that it would be frowned upon uh, as kind of drama. If you don't know the CEO of YouTube, Susan Jawalski, well, I can never pronounce her last name, but Jawalski or Wanowski or whatever her last name is. She came out like four days ago, I believe, like the beginning of the week and made a statement about drama channels. So if you don't know this, uh, YouTube, it sounds like, are going to start cracking down on drama channels. These channels that maybe are, you know, making fun of, you know, some other YouTuber or some celebrity or they're talking about drama or anything. So it sounds like YouTube is going to start cracking down on those type of channels now. So I was going to talk about Britney Spears. If you haven't heard of the, that's a, what originally I was going to do just a video that wasn't a live video. And then I was like, well, I'll just wait, save the topic for the podcast. I was just going to do a video about a 30 minute video or 15 minute video, just talking about the situation that's going on with Britney Spears. If you haven't heard the audio uh, from her giving to her, the, the audio transcript from her calling the court the other day about what's been going on with her uh the last 13 years with her conservative conservatorship or whatever it is conservatorship uh, it's 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 pretty heart-wrenching to hear what she's went through um Random Stacker says, one of my short videos has like 583 views while my biggest video ever that's on this channel that's pretty freaking good, Random Stacker. Oh, on Random Stacker, the new, the new, uh, your new YouTube channel, Random Nomad. Uh, let's see. Let's throw that up there. And Travman says YouTube is going to get rid of the drama channels, and they're trying to get rid of the car channels too on YouTube with the EPA. Yes. Oh, that's awesome, Random Stacker. You've got a video on your new channel that's got 583 views. Dude, I'm so happy for you, man, that you might have found your new you might have found your new niche. Keep at it, dude. That's a perfect sign that you found something that's going to work for you. So just keep pushing that, man. Keep talking about your coins and stuff like that cuz sounds like you found a a great niche for you. Yeah, it's funny the things uh Trav, man, that YouTube just uh decide all of a sudden that they just don't want to uh, you know, that they don't want to uh, you know, be friendly with on you know their platform anymore whether it's you know there's all kinds of things that used to be on this platform that aren't there anymore from you know the crazy prank channels to you name it that's gone bye-bye you know a lot of that old content was kind of wild west you know and for youtube to grow up i kind of saw it disappearing and didn't really have a problem with it disappearing but i knew when that happened it's just like when they threw alex jones off social media I'm like, hey, you may hate Alex Jones. You may not dis- you may have the most dislike for Alex Jones ever, but I would not be uh I would not be celebrating him getting thrown off social media because you have no idea who they're gonna throw off next for, you know, breaking their terms of service. And when it's you that gets thrown off, you're gonna think twice about, you know, celebrating Alex Jones getting thrown off. You know, and then they went and threw, you know, number 45, I won't say his name, uh, you know, DT, number 45 off of, uh, you know, all the social media platforms. But here's the funny thing. So I just got banned on Facebook for 30 days, which I just talked about that in uh, a podcast, not the last one, but the one before. 
And I said, I thought there was, you know, something's going to go on with Facebook. Eventually I have a feeling that's pretty detrimental that we'll all probably see on the news. I'm not going to get into it because I've calmed down and I don't want to rehash that again. Cause I was pretty, I was pretty perturbed when I made that video, but I just saw today, cause I can still get on Facebook. I just can't interact. I can read my timeline and everything. I just can't comment or can't like a video or I can't message. I can't do anything, you know, just look at it. That's all I can do. But I went on today and lo and behold, one of my, he's actually a good friend of mine. He's a good friend of mine. He used to be a professional fighter. He lives in Arizona, but he's a hardcore, uh, donkey. You know, like some people are elephants and he's a donkey. He's a donkey. I mean, he is a jackass. He's a donkey. It was hilarious because he used to laugh when I would come back on to Facebook, uh, to fake book. Let's call it that. When I would come back on to or woke book, let's call it that fake book, woke book. I would come back on to woke book now after being banned for 30 days. And he would just think it was so funny, man. Yo, Rev, you can't keep your mouth shut. You can't watch what you say. Ha ha ha. You just keep getting thrown off. <laughs> Guess what? He just got unsuspended. He just got back on this morning from his 30 day suspension. He got thrown off for 30 days. Uh, my buddy Vince, I'm not going to give his last name. I didn't even know he was gone because I don't use Facebook that much anymore. And I don't pay attention to the personal stuff that I used to get into. I just get on there, kind of look at my old memories. I would repost, like I said, in my, uh, you know, the last podcast where I was addressing that issue. but. Yeah, he he uh, just got he just finished serving out his 30 days. So it's not just, you know, not just old Rav that's getting banned anymore. It's my crazy leftist friends, too. So I don't know. It's kind of funny. You know, they start banning everybody. It's that's a trip. But anyway, to jump into uh, what's going on with uh, Brittany, you know, there's the free whole free free Brittany movement that's been going on for years now. And I will say, uh, oh, I'll show you guys something. Let's share a screen here. Oh, you know what's crazy is I have never tried to show my other screen. I have another screen here. Uh, let me see if I can. Yeah, I can. I have three screens. So we're going to try a different screen today and see. I've never shared my other top screen. Oh, look at that. You guys can actually see the entire uh, remember last week it was just the midriff. So let me show you the difference. Cause I'll actually add my other screen now share. So you guys can, uh, Oh no, it's just stop screen. They won't let you share more than one. I thought that's, uh, yeah, it won't let you share more than one screen. Oh, well, Oh, maybe if I remove this one and then if I share my other screen, Nope, it's only the one that's crazy. Hmm. Share screen. Yep. So anyway, I'll show you my other screen, share screen, share. So this is my screen that I have right here. Remember, this is usually what you guys see and I'm usually scrolling up, but I got to thinking cause I have the other screen now up here that you guys could actually see like an entire screen. So I wanted the data to test that and see how that works. So we're going to go with uh, sharing my top screen here 
And uh, let's see how this works. Let's try it. You get to see the whole picture from that screen anyway. And let's start our different browser. We'll have to move it from this. Uh, but I was going to show you something, guys, real quick, if we can make this happen. So if you go to my Twitter feed, Oh, uh, let's see. Oh, look at that. It didn't really, it doesn't really work much better than when it's, uh, cause it's so, it's so narrow. You really can't see it. Oh, and I got a freaking log in Jesus Christ. I don't even remember what my credentials are. Cause it always just auto logs me in. Hmm. Anyway, I was going to show you guys that, uh, oh, so anyway, I have a new video. I talked about that the last. It's, so there's a link in here if you wanted to see it. Let's see if I can actually log on. I don't know if I have the, let's try it. I literally have like three or four passwords. That's not the right one. Okay, let's see. And then what happens? I end up getting locked out of the freaking account. Oh, I got in. Bounce, wow, wow. Okay. So if you go, or okay, here we are. My, uh, and if I actually, let's see, there's a, uh, you go way too. Oh, look at that. And let's see. There we go. Much better. Now you guys can actually see what I'm doing. Okay. This is, I like this. This is working. So if I go to search, shit, where's search at on here? It's so weird because I used to use this, all of the, oh, here it is. I used to use all this stuff so much. So if you go to Litany, son of a, I can't type worth a damn. Brittany and her official page. You can see it right here. See right there with the check mark. That's her official my or uh my do to do. That's a uh, let me find the right. I, I have all these sound effects. Can you guys that I never used? Could you guys hear that? That was the wah 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 wah. So anyway, if I click Britney Spears' uh, page right there, uh, which is her checkmark, her verified page, and if you look, it says Britney Spears. What does it say right there? Can you guys read that? Britney Spears follows you. That means she follows me on Twitter. She's been following me on Twitter for several, several years, since 2016, 2017, or longer than that. I can't remember how long she's been following me. Uh, yeah, it's been a lot longer than that. I don't know why I thought 2018. It's been more like 2014, 2012, maybe even longer than that. Damn, I can't even remember. Uh, but anyway, we used to communicate a little bit through Twitter. And I haven't, yeah, she joined 2008. So I think she followed me like right around 2009, 2010, coming to really think about it. Because uh, it was a long time ago. But um 
I really, uh, or, you know, we used to communicate a little bit through, uh, Twitter because I used to know her ex-boyfriend and that's how I met her was through her ex-boyfriend and not. And, uh, so, but then after about a year, I guess, I guess her people, when this conservatorship or whatever it is took over. Yeah. Like this is being controlled by, you know, the people that control Brittany. Like, uh, there's no getting a hold of her through Twitter anymore or, you know, tweeting at her and having her tweet back at you or any of that stuff. It's just, uh, this page is all run by her marketing and PR teams and the people that, you know, that are basically have her enslaved. It sounds like if you haven't heard the, uh, but then I don't know. Cause she puts out these, uh, you know, these little random videos and stuff on Twitter and on her Instagram. So I don't know. It's just weird. I just think they've got it set where she can't really communicate. She can just kind of post her stuff or she records stuff that she gives to her PR team uh, that actually approves it and posts it on her social media platforms is all I can figure out. But anyway, if you heard, if you haven't heard her testimony from the other day, it was pretty, pretty crazy. Um, you know what she said she's been going through all this time. Uh, with this conservatorship, conservative ship or whatever the hell it's called. Um, and, you know, she basically said she feels like her father should be in jail and uh, all of her family. Uh, there goes Dave 2D on the drama channel. On what drama channel, uh, random, random stacker? Not to change the subject, but I have you heard of Tim McDonald or listened to him? I don't think so. I'll have to, uh, Tim McDonald or Tom McDonald. Is he on, uh, I'm taking it that he's on, um, I'm taking it he's on YouTube. Tom McDonald. Tom. Tom McDonald. Let's see if I have. Oh, you know what? Uh, I haven't, but I, I guess he's a musician. I've seen him, but I never knew really what, uh, what his stuff is all about. But I think he did like a, a black lives matter parody or something. I don't know. I've seen, I seen a little snippet. He got some press maybe a year or so ago that I saw. But anyway, um, this conservative conservative ship, am I saying it right? Conservative ship. Let me, so weird. When I, Britney Spears conservatorship yeah it's uh it's going to be interesting to see what uh becomes of this because if you listen to it if you listen to britney's phone call to the court you would think that they would just immediately you know assess the situation and let her out and i actually listened to an entertain an entertainment attorney or somebody that deals with this kind of thing uh that's a uh, like a Hollywood attorney. And she basically said the way she made it sound to me was like, you know, I got the interpretation. She didn't say this, but after I heard what she said, I'm like, damn, the state of California owns Britney Spears. And there's so many people that Britney Spears is their cash cow from, you know, her family from her family to the people that are taking care of her, all of these people are basically using Brittany as their cash cow. Brittany's paying all of this stuff, excuse me, for them. 
like uh, Britney Spears' dad, who's in Louisiana, he collects $16,000 a month from Britney to be the manager of her conservatorship. And we're like, what? That just that doesn't even make sense. So the craziest thing about it to me is I feel like by the time Britney Spears gets through the courts, she finally gets out of this freaking conservatorship thing. Uh, and, and they may not, they may not even overturn it. And if you listen to her, man, it's insane what she's going through or has went through the last 13 years. Uh, it's like a, it's like a, it sounds like a form of slavery, literally. Um, and the state of California is just as guilty as anybody else that's taken advantage of her. Uh, because there's all of these courts that go on that have to be paid for all of these attorneys that go on. It's this big machine. And just like with the, the, the criminal justice system, once you're caught in the machine, it doesn't even matter if you're innocent. It's damn near impossible to get your ass out of the machine because you're stuck in it and bureaucracy political bureaucracy or government bureaucracy moves at the, at a snail's pace. I mean, you can sit and watch paint dry quicker than what things happen through government bureaucracy. So even if Britney Spears is deemed, um, you know, mentally capable of taking care of herself and it still could take a year to four years before they finally release her from this conservativeship thing, because it's so intertwined in everything that's going on. And it's got to work its way through the courts before she can get granted to be released from it. Now, my fingers are crossed that she's going to get out within. It would be amazing if she could get out within this year. I listened to this uh, entertainment attorney speaking, and she said she didn't think that there would be any way Britney would be able to get out by this the end of this year, and possibly not even next year. But, I mean, what's going on and what is happening to Britney Spears, I think, is a travesty. Now, with that being said, I know for a fact I'm not going to put a whole lot of information out there because I don't really, I can't really back this up. But I know from somebody that knew Brittany on a very personal basis that said back in the day, 13 years ago, or, you know, she was having some issues. Uh, I'm not going to get into those issues or say what they were, but, you know, there were some things there that is what alarmed her family to begin with. And we've seen so many young celebrities, you know, end up dead at 27. You know, there's a whole 27 club. So there was a lot of people that were fearing for Britney and Britney's life back then. My question to that is what was going on in Hollywood that was making Britney Spears so crazy? Because we've seen this happen with Starlet, you know, music Starlet, uh, movie Starlet. We've seen this happen to us. Britney Spears isn't the only one we've seen had a, a meltdown. Like if you go and listen to Rose McGowan right now, you know, she's finally coming back. But like for the last three or four years, if you followed her on Twitter, she just sounded like some kind of crazy person. Like she was just, you know, 
you know, she had just, you know, run off the rails because she was, you know, she kind of lost her mind. And then when you get down into the depth of it, when she turned in Weinstein and nobody would listen to her and stuff, there was a reason that she was acting like that and acting out and, you know, being rebellious and being this crazy off the wall, you know, cutting all of her hair off. If you remember, Brittany shaved her head, you know what I mean? And I think for these girls in Hollywood, I say girls, these young ladies in Hollywood, I'm from Texas. I said girls the other day in a room on Clubhouse and... There was some offense taken by uh, t- taken by it because I'm old man and I said girls instead of young women or ladies or whatever. So these very intelligent young ladies, you know, in Hollywood, there is a certain element of Hollywood that it is no secret. They're complete scumbags and they are looking to victimize people. And a lot of these guys and girls. If you look at the Weinstein thing, it wasn't, or I mean, uh, not Weinstein, uh, Epstein didn't kill himself, you know, if uh, Gene Neal Maxwell or whatever the hell her name was, you know what I mean? There's a lot of element of these people out there. And Britney Spears has been in the limelight here in California doing music videos and stuff and her music since she was 17 years old. So I'm sure her father, Jamie was, you know, very protective of her. Uh, at a young age, but we don't know if the predators ever got to her, but we do know that we saw a drastic change in her. And then all of a sudden she kind of had this meltdown where she shaved her head. I understand she was being hounded by the paparazzi and all of that stuff, but I just don't think the paparazzi is the, the caveat that actually, I think they were the camel that broke or the straw that broke the camel's back was her being hounded by the paparazzi. But I think there was probably something going on underneath that, that was causing that, you know, that lava to build up in the mountain to where finally the paparazzi chasing Brittany around caused it to erupt. And that's kind of what caused her meltdown. And that whole meltdown thing turned into this whole conservative conservatorship thing that she's under now. Uh, you know, and it's, it's just absolutely a heartbreaking situation. And, uh, you know, she's a grown ass woman and they were telling, she would tell, she told the court that she could not, uh, that the people that are controlling her, like make her wear an IUD inside her or whatever it is, the contraceptive, and that she can't see a doctor about getting it taken out because she wants to have more kids. She's not allowed to have another baby. She's not allowed to get married. She's not even allowed to ride in her boyfriend's car. Are you f-ing kidding me? She's a grown ass woman. It's not like she's 22, 23 years old. You know, she's not a, you know, she's not a teeny bopper anymore and she's under such control that she can't ride in her boyfriend's car. I don't know how many times she said that in court. I mean, every time she said it, I mean, I like perked up. I'm like, what? She's got a long-term boyfriend now. And she said like four or five times, you know, I just want to be able to, you know, go do this. And I just want to be able to go do that. I want to be able to change clothes. She literally said she cannot change clothes anytime any, with any privacy. Anytime that she dresses herself, anytime she showers, anytime she bathes, somebody has to be there to witness her at all times. That would drive me insane. I'm not kidding you. I would be 
under the insane asylum because I would have already some mother if I was having to live in those kind of circumstances. I would have already flipped my lid, dude. I would have beat the out of somebody already. You're not going to stand there and watch me put my clothes on or go to the restroom or any of that. You can get the fuck out of here now. And just the simple fact that she's being almost like tormented, it sounded like, you know, that they won't let her do that. And then she would go, and then, you know, I want to be able to get dressed without somebody watching me naked. I want to be able to, you know, ride in my boyfriend's car. And like the first time she said that, it, it, it kind of just went through my head, but I didn't focus on it. Cause I was like, nah. And then like, you know, five, 10 minutes later, she said it again. Like, I really want to, you know, and I can tell that's a very, that's one thing I would almost guarantee you that it's not the having to dress in front of people. It's not, uh, you know, the lack of privacy, having to go to these, you know, these psych treatments where she's leaving crying and the paparazzi seeing her, all of these things she brought up, I guarantee you, sounding like a Cajun, is that is that racist? Singing like a Cajun from Louisiana, uh, a French Canadian, a French Canadian, uh, that I absolutely would bet anybody money that the thing that the straw that broke the camel's back with Brittany and why she has come out and this is all boiled over is because they will not let her ride anywhere or go anywhere with her boyfriend and ride in her boyfriend's car. That's the one thing that she said continuously over and over two or three times in the like 22 minutes of you know what I listened to and I didn't even make it through the whole tape because something come up, but I heard her say two or three times, I just want to be able to ride in my boyfriend's car. You know, it's just like, Whoa. Yeah. She's like damn near 40 years old. How old is she? I think she's 38. How old is Britney Spears? She was born in, she was born in 82. She's 39 years old. She's damn near 40 years old and they are treating her like she's 17 or 18 years old. Now, don't get me wrong. Like I said, uh, you know, there's a big element out there that don't have any information about what was going on with her, you know, 13 years ago when all of this stuff started propping up. And I do know for a fact that there were some issues, but I absolutely still believe these issues arose because somebody I feel in my soul that somebody was probably abusing her or somebody probably abused her, abused her, and she kept it quiet, whether she was molested when she was 17 and first got into the business. Who knows? Most of the time, women that are being victimized are embarrassed and they, you know, and Britney Spears is, is a huge celebrity. She's been a huge celebrity since she was 17. So it would be very shameful her to come out and say, you know, my uncle was raping me or, you know, who knows what it is or this music executive, you know, made me do this. You know what I mean? It's something that she's probably, if it happens, she'll probably carry that stuff to her grave. She'll probably never admit to it. But those are the kind of things that cause these girls in Hollywood to act out and have these mental breakdowns. And you've seen so many of them. I've seen Katy Perry. I've seen, uh, God, Katy Perry, you've seen Miley Cyrus, you've seen, 
I mean, all of these girls just go off the rails. Uh, what's, uh, what's the other girl? Kasha. Kasha went off the rails, you know, completely. And then the girl that was in the OC, uh, the OC, what was her name? Oh, Amanda Baird, Amanda Baird, Baird. Is that her name? Amanda Baird. Mishka Barton. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. I was thinking Amanda Baird. Like that girl, like, I don't know what happened to her. Or Amanda Barnes, I think. Barnes. Yeah, this girl. What was she on? Her accolades, Kids Choice Awards. But what was she on? She's that man. The Amanda Show. What a girl wants. Yeah, see, if you, um, I didn't share the screen. Uh, I can't share the screen, though. Let's see. Oh, I can share the screen. Let me see. Let me. Sorry, guys. Give me just two seconds here. I don't have a Joe Rogan producer, you know, like Jamie. To Hey, Jamie, pull that up. You know, if I want to pull it up, I got to pull it up. So uh, let me share a screen here and uh, we will pull up Amanda burns burns uh but this girl right here she had like a major major meltdown but if you look at her from like this picture here i mean she's gorgeous you know she's doing great but then she had like a major a major meltdown um uh let's see uh, I wonder what I could put. Like, what would I put? Um, controversy, maybe? Oh, yeah, she had a conservatorship just like Britney Spears. Holy, what have I stumbled onto here? I forgot about this. Burns' conservatorship began in 2014 after she was placed under a 5150 involuntary psychiatric hold following a public meltdown. This meant a judge appointed a guardian or protector to look after her finances and life decisions. The exact same thing that happened to Britney Spears. So if you go to Britney Spears... what comes up am conservatorship and she's been in hers going on damn near 15 years 13 years so my whole thing i was going to uh title this video that the state of california owns britney spears and it's kind of crazy how these young starlets end up being under the law or under the rule of the california courts and the government I mean, it's a great way for them to wait, rake in money from these, you know, young starlets. I mean, it's a whole, it's a whole machine worth of lawyers and court appearances and money that the state of California are making off these girls once they're placed in a conservative, uh, conservatorship, conservatorship. But they all have these breakdowns. The and the, okay, look at this. So right here, bam, the truth of Amanda Bynes. Am I saying her? name right binds conservatorship and then you have right here it says framing britney spears exposed yeah so something's going on you know what i mean like there's a, a video of dave Chappelle that always comes to my mind because i work in hollywood dude 
I work on these movie sets. I've never seen anything that made me go, man, that's pretty effing creepy. You know what I mean? I've never seen a producer or a director or anything uh, be out of line with any type of, you know, pretty starlet. But I'm sure it goes on on a continuous basis, you know, in certain demographics, maybe casting agents, things like that. I've just never seen it, you know what I mean? But it, I know it goes on because it's an open secret. You know, the casting couch, that's not, you know, that's not a secret. They talk about the casting couch. What is a casting couch? The casting couch means, you know, you got to play to play, you got to play to you know, that's your play. You play to pay to get your roles in the stuff you want to be in. That's what Harvey Weinstein was notorious for. But going back to Dave Chappelle, hey, Lance, what's going on, brother? Uh, going back to Dave Chappelle, there's an old video of Dave Chappelle talking about, you know, what's going on in Hollywood that's making Martin Lawrence run around crazy. Because if you remember, Martin Lawrence had a meltdown. So there was a favorite, uh, I mean a favorite, there was a famous, uh, there was a famous thing with uh, Dave Chappelle, because remember Dave Chappelle dropped out. Dave Chappelle lives in Ohio. He doesn't live in Hollywood. He moved to Ohio to escape uh, the Hollywood machine after his falling out with, uh, you know, uh, his uh, t TV show, the, the Chappelle show on Comedy Central. Uh, let me see if I can go to YouTube on this browser. I wonder if I could find that Dave Chappelle clip. And I wonder if that's copyrighted material. I don't think it should be copyrighted. Let's see. Dave Chappelle. I don't think I can find crap anymore. Chappelle. Dave Chappelle, Oprah. But men in dresses. This is what Dave was saying when he was taught. It's 18 minutes long. It's too long. Okay, here's one three minute, three minutes. So Dave in this, if you've never if you've not seen this, Dave Chappelle was talking to uh Oprah Winfrey in an Oprah Winfrey interview, and he was talking about this fascination with uh Hollywood and always putting or always writing in for black men to be seen in dresses. And I didn't think anything about this at the time. You know what I mean? I'd never, you know, I've seen it. I mean, I think we've all seen it. You know, you see a black guy, comedian, you know, all of a sudden he's in some comedy movie and then all of a sudden they've got him, you know, running around in a dress, you know, dressed as a woman or something. You don't really think anything about it because it's comedy, right? Well, Dave Chappelle took issue with this when uh, he was working on this show or this movie. He was in this movie and then he goes to the trailer and his outfit is a dress. His next uh, changeover is a dress. And he's like, I ain't wearing this shit. I ain't wearing this. And then the writers and the producers come out. Hey, Dave, you know, just wear the dress. You know, we think it's going to be funny. Don't you think it's going to be funny? And he's like, no, I don't think it's going to be funny. And I'm not wearing the dress. So Dave Chappelle is a man's man. Because that's what I would say, too. I ain't wearing your dress. Get the out of my trailer. I'm not wearing your dress. Forget about it. 
And that's what Dave said. And then Dave goes into, you know, what's going on in Hollywood where Martin Lawrence is running down the street in a psychotic episode. It's not just young scarlets. I mean, think of all of the, the guys, think of all the guys that have killed themselves under weird, you know, celebrities under weird circumstances or have committed suicide. I mean, there's lots of conspiracies there, but let's, if we can, this thing's three minutes long. Let's see if we can hear it. I mean, I'm a conspiracy theorist to a degree. Like when I, I connect dots that maybe shouldn't be connected, I don't know. But certain dots, like when I see that they put every black man in the movies in a dress at some point in their career, I'll be connecting them. They're like, why are all these brothers going to wear a dress? That's happened to me. I'm doing a movie with Martin. Yeah. The movie's going good. So I walk in a trailer. I'm like, man, this must be the wrong trailer because there's a dress in here. <laughs> they come in. It's the writer comes in. I think he's ready. He's like, Dave, listen. He got this hilarious scene where Martin's sneaking out of jail. So he disguises you as a prostitute. <laughs> and he put this dress on and, it, huh? What? The prostitute? No, nah, I'm not doing that. I don't feel comfortable with it. That should have been in a discussion. What? You don't feel comfortable with it. I mean, it's a hilarious bit. All the greats have done it. So, well, if all the greats have done it, it's kind of hacky, right? You're right. So why don't we just not do it? Because I don't feel comfortable wearing a dress. Oh, come on, Dave. Listen, we, we got it all set up. We're supposed to shoot. Every every minute you waste costs this much money. You know, the pressure comes in. Huh. He said, I'm, now I'm not wearing no dress, man. I'm funnier than a dress. Just give me something funny to say. I don't even wear no dress to be funny. What am I, Milton Burrow? You know, we're going like this. And then finally, he's like, ah. And he, he leaves. And then, like, the director comes, Dave. It really would be great if you wear the dress. What is wrong? What is this, uh, Brokeback Mountain in here? So, <laughs> so then... <laughs> I wear the I wear the dress. I don't want to wear the dress. I want to wear this dress. You know what I mean? This is, oh gosh, this guy's so difficult. They leave. Man, the producers comes. Come on, David would be so great. I mean, and then I started thinking about it. all the comics that I've seen. Man, you know, strong brothers. Why was why are they putting us in these dresses? But the minute it was clear, I was adamant. I'm not wearing a dress. I'm not. Wearing the dress. All right. Fine. Think of something else. That comes back 10 minutes later. The whole new scene. Hot damn, how did you write the scene so fast? <laughs> you know, it's like, so you got to take a stand. So my question there is why? What was, and then, you know, the other thing that Dave, you know, he did, he, you know, he touched on it, but he really didn't make it, you know, completely clear. You know, he was surprised by this. He said he came back to his trailer and he goes, oh, I must be in the wrong trailer. There's a dress in here. They didn't even clear this with Dave. Dave is one of the stars of the movie or one of the, you know, the leading cast members. They didn't even clear this with him. They didn't even ask him if he would be comfortable doing it. They just put it in there that he's going to do it. They had no idea that he would say no. And that's how they get over on a lot of people because a lot of people look at it. Well, you know, I can't make waves or I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to get blacklisted in Hollywood or I don't want people to think I'm difficult or stuff like this. And then a lot of times when these actors and actresses, 
you know, or actors uh, or these talented people. And somebody mentioned uh, musicians, random stacker, musicians, anyone, when they stand up for themselves soon after they're gone. How many huge celebrities have you seen and you hear something? Oh, there was like some kind of something on set. And then you just don't hear from them anymore. You know, John Cusack, uh, you know, you can just go through the list of big celebrities or big stars that you saw maybe five, six years ago. You don't see them anymore, you know, because they do something uh, that is deemed difficult and they get blacklisted in Hollywood because there's always a whole line of thousands of people waiting for your job. So if you don't do exactly what they want you to do, you're SOL. And luckily for us, Dave Chappelle, he did it on his own terms, man. He told him to go themselves and he walked away from it all from $50 million from comedy central from it all. And I actually think in my own personal perspective, I think that was a big wake up call to Hollywood itself. Like, Hey, if the biggest star on comedy central can turn down $50 million and go and go on retreat, off to Africa, we have to be a little bit more careful. And if you think about it, after the Dave Chappelle thing, that's when all of those, ha that this whole house of cards of the, the shady shit that goes on in Hollywood kind of started crumbling. Like if you look back at, let's go 2008 Oscars or nine Oscars or whatever, you got Meryl Street, you got all of these high, uh, these high end, a-list celebrities standing up, you know, during the Oscars, just clapping away at Roman Polanski. You know, I saw somebody, I think it's Random Stacker, mentioned Roman Polanski in the, you know, in the chat. They're just clapping it away. Roman Polanski raped a 13-year-old girl. He didn't, he, 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 he uh, coerced her or coerced her into a hot tub at his place to do a photo shoot, got her nude. And then gave her alcohol first, got her nude in a hot tub, and then raped a 13-year-old girl. And then when he was going to be charged, he hightailed it back to Paris or to France or to Europe. And he's never been charged. And these Hollywood elites will stand up and clap for him at an awards engagement. So what does that tell you about the moral characteristic of it? There's something wrong. Like I said, I work in Hollywood. I haven't seen this behavior. I know it's there. I haven't seen it. And, you know, working on, you know, these large television shows and movies and stuff, I was like, huh, I wonder, you know, you know, what's, you know, I always wonder, like, am I going to see like some director, you know, like with some young Scarlet, uh, starlet, like, hey, come here, you know, and him, you know, going in and out of her trailer and, you know, during different scenes and stuff like that. I've never seen anything like that. And I have my radar on at all times. And I've never seen anything that I went, oh, that's weird. That's questionable. Everybody's so professional from directors to cameramen to elect, you know, juicers, electric to sound guys. You know, the, a lot of times what people don't realize Oh, I just screwed up my headphones. Uh, a lot of times what people don't realize is like the sound department has to, to wire up the talent. So like if I have a cast member, I will call, you know, on my radio. I'm like, hey, uh, Rav for sound, 
and they'll go, go sound. Yeah, actually, usually sound doesn't have a radio. I'm just kind of paraphrasing here, or just kind of giving this an example. But actually, sound usually doesn't have a radio or a walkie. So I usually will go to the sound cart beforehand and say, hey, uh, I've got, you know, so-and-so, so-and-so. They're, you know, going through the works right now. I'm going to be getting them over to costumes, getting them dressed, and I'm going to be bringing them to you to get them wired. Will you be ready to wire them? So if it's a starlet, I've seen these girls have to pull up their shirts and, you know, tucking in the wire and, you know, getting the, you know, the microphone hidden just right. And the guys that are the sound guys that have to do this are so gingerly doing it to make sure they don't touch anybody inappropriately or touch anybody even any more than they have to. I mean, you just see them like, you know, if a, if a microphone's up by cleavage or up here, they're like trying to do it, you know, just with hands to look away. Like, I've never seen anything questionable while I'm on set and I've done commercials. I've done TV shows. I've done movies. I've done music videos, but does it happen on the back channels? Absolutely. It's, it's a known fact there. That's why you have a thing called, the, you know, that's public knowledge. That's called the casting couch because, you know, uh, but I just think it happens on different power dynamics. And I think a lot of times it probably happens before, anybody gets to set, you know, it's like a big EP uh, executive producer, like Harvey Weinstein that can call like a, you know, a young upcoming starlet into his hotel room to talk about, you know, a role in a movie that he wants to get her in. As long as, you know, she'll service him, he'll write her, you know, he'll make sure she's cast in that role. You know, that's, that's what I'm figuring. So by the time she gets to the set to act in the movie, we don't ever know where we've never known that she had to go through that or we didn't know she had to go through that to get herself that part in the movie, if that makes sense. With that being said, I don't know one producer. I don't know one talent manager. I've heard a lot of talent managers do this. I've heard, you know, talent managers with children, you know, uh, you know, there's been like men that were, you know, that were talent managers that they found out they've been molesting, you know, like Corey Haim and that kind of thing. I'm not saying his talent manager, but that's the kind of thing that we've heard of. And there was even a documentary, I believe it was called an open secret. I'm almost positive. That's what it was called an open secret. And if you haven't seen it, great documentary, but it talks about these actual men talent agents that were molesting these boys, even a big producer uh, that was molesting these young, uh, you know, these young actors that were, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15 years old that were actors, you know, like what happened with the Corey Haim situation and the, the Corey Feldman deal, you know, that's a perfect example. So you just don't know. And then the music industry as well. I'm not going to get into the music industry because I'm not in the music industry, but I can tell you, I won't mention any names, but there's a huge rumor in Hollywood about a lot of the black hip hop type artists that come up at a certain time that there was a lot of shenanigans going in and in a couple of weird circles. And I've heard like, some hellacious conspiracy theories about, you know, I could just start naming off names. I'm not going to, because like I said, it's all a conspiracy theory. I have no idea if it's true, but a lot of times where there's 
smoke, there's fire. And for that to be out there, and then I've kind of looked at it in some certain light, you know, some certain lights after hearing about it going, wow, that is kind of weird. Or hearing something about this great big uh, music producer and this young entertainment star that, you know, he was, there was like some, it was just a weird dynamic there. And then you look, you Google pictures of them together and you're like, Whoa, that doesn't look normal. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of crazy stuff that goes on. And I think that's why you have these meltdowns uh, like Amanda Burns and Britney Spears. And, you know, the list just goes on and on and on. Kasha, if you remember Kasha, do you guys remember Kasha? She had like the dollar in her name. She's another one that like had like a. She had like a, a meltdown of some sort. Uh, let's see. Kasha. Is this right? No, this is not right. Kasha. Right? Yeah. Keisha. My bad. God, I'm getting old and can't remember diddly squat. So Keisha, if you don't know, and I'm, I'm Googling on the wrong screen again, my main screen here. I need to be Googling on this one up here that I can share with you guys. So let me share the screen and we will look up. Let's see. So this is another girl that, you know, had like a major meltdown. So, you know, you just kind of like when this stuff happens, you know, you just kind of go, oh, I'm, you know, she must be strung out on drugs or, you know, there's something going on there. You know, she's like, you know, got into like hard drugs or something like that. I don't think that anymore, but that's used to, you know, kind of what would just go straight to my mind. Like, oh, you know, she's all strung out, you know, because that's kind of like the narrative that's pushed out there. And then you start looking back and then, you know, like, well, wait a minute, why is it her, uh, why is it her, why is it, you know, all of these different girls that are having these same kind of, you know, seems like emotional trauma. You never hear like what exactly happened to them, what caused them, you know, like one day, you know, they look like this and, you know, they look like this. And then the next day they look like, you know, they just, you know, emerged from a crack house or, you know, like what happened overnight, you know, like, you know, what happened? That's her. Like, what the hell happened? What's going on? Like, look at the difference. Like, look at the difference in that. I mean, that's incredible is, you know, like what happened? It's like these girls just go off the rails all of a sudden. And if you go back and look at Britney Spears, uh, you know, that time she was angry and shaved her head. I mean, she went through the same kind of downward spiral. Um, let's see, shaved, shaved. It's so weird. It doesn't even come up. You put Britney Spears shaved head. Doesn't even come up. So there she is. There's when she was shaving her head and the paparazzi caught her shaving her head. But why would she do that? That doesn't make sense to me. Like what caused her to, why was she pushed to that, whatever that was, you know what I mean? To where, you know, she literally just shaved her hair off in full view of the public. You know, something, you can look at her face, like something happened to her 
And then if you go back to look at her when she just did the song, like I'm a slave or I did it again. You guys hear, excuse me, can you guys hear my uh, keyboard? So let's go look at, uh, let's look at I'm a slave. That's what she looked like not long before she shaved her head. So how does she go from this to just a few months or just a while later? And she's literally shaving her head and looking like she's lost her, lost her mind. You know, something's going on there. And I don't know what that something is. I mean, it's all conspiracy theory and speculation, but in my own personal opinion, I think there's something more than all of, to all of this. I don't know what it is. Uh, like I said, it's just my own personal speculation, but I, I just want, you know, I wonder like, okay. And then, you know, uh, I mean, geez, you can just go through the, you can just go through the gamut. I mean, we can even pull up, uh, so there's Amanda Burns. We've done uh, Kasha. We've done Britney Spears. Uh, let's see. Okay, here we go. Here's another one. Katy Perry. Uh, you know, just breakdown. Yeah, Katy Perry breakdown. There's another one. Shaved her head. Let's go back. You know, if you look at her when she broke out and I kissed a girl, this is her. Gorgeous. Literally. Beautiful. I kissed a girl and I liked it, which, you know, her coming from a religious family, a lot of people, you know, raised eyebrows to that song because she was raised on Christian music. She wanted to be like a Christian music artist. And then all of a sudden she's, you know, her, one of her biggest first breakout song is, Hey, I kissed a girl and I liked it. Uh, and then within just a short time, you go back to Katy Perry's breakdown. And what is she doing? Shaving her head, cutting all of her hair off, dyeing her hair blonde and crying because she's having some kind of, she's had some kind of breakdown. Like what is going on that is causing this stuff? And then you hear all of these crazy conspiracy theories with, you know, you know, from, I'm not going to get into the conspiracy theories, but there's all kinds of conspiracies theories. So when I look at this, I kind of had a hmm moment a while back because do you guys remember little Nas X? And yeah, I understand guys. We're already 15 minutes after and over uh, after the hour. And I'm just kind of going on right now. Uh, it's Friday night. I don't have anywhere to go right now. I'm going, I'm house sitting for some friends of mine, but uh, I'm just kind of on a roll with this. Oh, look at this. If you pull the, look at that. So they're a picture like comparing Katy Perry to Britney Spears. Like they've had the same kind of emotional breakdown. It's crazy, but we're going to switch gears right here and go into something different. Because if you remember, um, uh, what was the cowboy, um, uh, the song that was so big a couple of years ago by little Nas X. Little Nas X. Uh, old town road, right? So he's since come out that he was, he's gay and all this stuff, which I don't care, but let's look at, let's examine this. So when little Nas X came out, there's a video of him on YouTube. Uh, 
and he seemed like such a wholesome kid. I understand he's gay. I don't, I don't really, you know, that's not what I'm touching on here. What I'm touching on here is let's go back to YouTube. I want to show you guys if you're not, if you're not familiar with this transformation. So let's go to little Nas X visits elementary school. Visits elementary school. Okay. So this is uh, when he very first broke out two years ago and became somewhat famous. So I'm not going to play all this, but there's just a video of him walking in to an elementary school. And these little kids, these little elementary kids lose their fucking minds. They lose their minds. So we're going to stop it there because I don't want to get a, a copyright strike. Okay. So you saw how, I mean, how wholesome, I mean, he's at a freaking elementary school singing O-Town Road to these, you know, first, second, third graders, whatever they are, they're elementary school kids. And then if you go to Little Nas X and his Montero song, we're not going to look at, we're not going to watch it, uh, but he's literally the devil. He's Satan, or I mean, he's not Satan. He he's he literally gives like Satan like a lap dance. We could go to uh, Little Nas X Montero. We'll just pull up the images from that. So let's go to uh, Bing and just do a search for images. And let's look at the imagery 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 for this video. What the freak? Dang it! There we go. So look at the imagery for this. You know what I'm saying? So this kid, who's still a kid, you know, I understand, you know, like I said, he come out as gay and all that. To me, that I don't have, I'm not talking about that aspect of it. But what I'm talking about is the transformation of him walking into an elementary school two years ago to this. Like what, like how occultish is this? And then, you know, in the video, if you've not seen the video, this is him actually giving Satan a lap dance like a girl at a strip club. And people want to say, oh, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, it's that's normal. That's not normal. That's not normal imagery. It's not normal behavior. I work on music videos. If I was on this music video, it would have raised some eyebrows like what? Now, I understand the simple fact that, you know, He's probably trolling for controversy, you know, to some extent, you know, that's understandable. But, you know, going from one spectrum, one end of the spectrum to the other end of the spectrum in two years of being this wholesome, good kid. Like I listened to him, you know, give interviews about how excited he was about Old Town Road. And, you know, like he basically just created the song and put it out like on Spotify and like nobody really listened to it. And then uh, somebody helped them or somebody did a remix for it. And then the remix took off on Spotify. And then it was just this crazy thing that just grew overnight. And then his second or third video that comes out music video. And now we're, we're this, it just, you know, 
it just makes me go, hmm, you know, I'm not a holy roller or I'm not a Bible thumper, but it looks a little strange to me. And maybe I'm the only one. And I love, you know, like I heard one of my black friends or I saw what he posted on, you know, he posted on his Facebook, like, oh, little Nas X making a fool of you guys. You're all up in arms about his, uh, you know, new music video. He's just, you know, trolling you guys and making money off you guys. Absolutely. I absolutely agree with part of that. I just don't understand the extremism that he went to, you know to troll the holy rollers if that's what he was doing you know uh it just looks a little bit more than just trolling to me but maybe that's just me but i think that's part of the part of the issue of what we're talking about when it comes to the entertainment industry and i work in the entertainment industry and like i said you know uh i've never seen anything remotely you know and i've worked on american horror story i've been on set I've been there when there was closed sets. I've seen full nudity, you know, being shot. And during that time, everybody is 100% on their professional horse because nobody wants anybody to be uncomfortable. So, you know, I've been on set when Lady Gaga and Cuba Gooding Jr. had to do their love scene for American Horror Story. And, you know, it's, it's, part of the art process but you know there was nothing you know it was just the process it just happened there was no you know what i'm saying it just was it didn't seem it didn't seem uh you know i mean it, the visual parts of it was crazy i'm sure the little nas x video was a lot like american horror story too now that i come to think of it you know i've seen a lot of stuff if you watched american horror story hotel uh, there's a lot of crazy symbolism and stuff in that. So, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm being a hypocrite, but anyway, it's 20 minutes after the hour. Trav man goes, yep, it's getting late here. 11, 14 PM central time. All right, guys, I will, uh, wrap it up. Yeah. It goes back to the whole Hollywood conspiracy theory. Absolutely. Um, uh, and I don't want to perpetuate that or push it or make people think that that's what I'm doing, but, I'm just wondering, you know, like with Britney Spears and stuff, like what, you know, I'd love to know, like, I'd really love to know, like, what is the, you know, and then you look, I mean, even like take Charlie Sheen. I mean, we've watched Charlie Sheen go off the rails. Everybody wants to just blame drugs. Everybody's really quick to just say, oh, it's drugs. Well, you know, it is drugs, but it seems like there might be something else there as well, like some kind of emotional trauma because you see, like, when they go off the rails, man, they really go off the rails. I mean, like, I've had personal friends and stuff, like, fall off the bottle or, you know, fall back into the bottle or go off the rails. But it just, it's not the same extreme that you see these celebrities when they lose it. So, I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's something to think about. But I just hope Britney Spears, you know, there's a big Britney Spears movement called Free Britney. Uh, there's evidently a documentary on Hulu that I really want to see. Kind of like Scientology 2 and Katie Holmes and Leah Remy. Yeah. A uh, little bit different there because Leah grew up in the church and Katie married into the church. And, uh, you know, with a Scientologist, I know a lot of Scientologists. Uh, most of the Scientologists, Scientologists I know are some of the greatest people I know. I mean, they're like the, uh, 
I don't know, the creme de la creme. People love to talk shit about Scientologists, but they are, uh, you know, they've got their own thing that they're doing, but, you know, they pretty much do their own thing. You know what I mean? Um, and I, like I said, I know a lot of Scientologists. The problem is, is, uh, you know, like Katie Holmes trying to marry or, you know, marrying into the church and stuff. I just don't think that works very well, usually in Scientology. And then, you know, in Scientology, they have these, you know, they have their certain rules and stipulations that you have to be in the church, I think, to be a spouse or something like that. So uh, it just sets up for, it could just set up for failure. You know what I mean? Because um, I don't think a lot of, women especially are going to, and men too. I've heard of this happening with men in Scientology too, as husbands, they don't want to, you know, it's the same thing with freaking, uh, oh my gosh, I had a, a Muslim girlfriend. I had, you know, and, uh, dated a Jewish girl. Uh, my ex-wife, you know, my mother-in-law told me the only way I could marry her daughter is if I, uh, converted to Catholicism and became a Catholic. And I was like, well, that ain't going to happen. You know what I mean? But a lot of these religions want you to convert, you know what I mean? To be able to, you got to be a part of their club to be a part of the family kind of thing. And it's not just Scientology. But I think anytime you are, you know, people should be able to make that decision on their own when they're forced into it for a spousal, to be a spouse. I just think it's a recipe for disaster. And I think that's a, you know, that's a problem with Scientology that, you know, is out of what Scientologists call out of ethics. And I think they've got to figure that one out. No way I agree with not being a Catholic. No way I agree with not being a Catholic. I mean, some people don't mind converting. You know, I, like one of my girls was Muslim. And, you know, uh, I would have probably married that girl. You know what I mean? But I wasn't going to convert to being a Muslim. That's just not my thing. I'm not going to, you know, I just don't see myself praying two times a day and you know i could fast i do that already but i don't know you know what i'm saying i mean i still care a lot about that girl but i just wasn't going to convert to any religion just con to convert to have a person in my life you know if they want to be in my life unconvert and get out of the you know get out of the, your 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 deal and you know if i mean that much to you oh your religion means more than i do then that says all we need to know right there this relationship would never work Anyway, guys, I want to thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the American Nomad podcast. I want to tell you guys, uh, thank you for joining in Random Stack or Trav Band. Brother, it was so good to see you, man. I know I haven't seen you in a while. Lance Hale, uh, I didn't get a lot to speak to you on a personal basis, but thanks for dropping in, buddy. And uh, you guys have a beautiful weekend. Take care of yourselves. and. Let me know. I'm playing my intros and outros. Let me know because last week when I did the podcast, I played my intro at the beginning and you can't hear it. I went back and loaded the, and it's this big blank spot. So I'm going to run the outro right now. Let me know if you guys hear the outro. And with that being said, rolling the outro. Thank you for listening to the American Nomad Podcast. Until next time, keep looking up because that's where it all is. Hopefully you guys heard that outro. Anybody? Random stalker? 
Oh, great. Okay. So that's going to do it, guys. Have a great weekend. Take care of yourselves. Uh, the good Lord's willing. The creeks don't rise. We will see you guys back here Monday, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Central, 10 p.m. on the East Coast. Keep looking up because that's where it all is. That's what she just said, right? Bam, chicka, wow, wow. Have a great weekend, guys.